0: everybody. Welcome back to Mentor Chat. If you are joining us for the first time, I am Michelle.
1: And I'm Ashley. And Mentor Chat is a podcast where we talk about, well, all things mentoring.
0: I hope the listeners caught the bonus episode during National Mentoring Month when we interviewed Greg Bear, the Executive Director of Grable Foundation and the founder of Remake Learning. So if you haven't had an opportunity, please go back and take a listen. Ashley and I really enjoyed talking with Greg and learning about learning sciences and strategies for creating atmospheres of learning through everyday mentoring.
1: Yeah, that was a really fun conversation and also very timely because of National Mentoring Month. I really enjoyed how we talked about incorporating learning everywhere. It's not just in the classroom or in learning environments, but we're constantly learning and constantly supporting young people and learning and finding their sparks. And so if you would like to learn more about that and um, how to spark interest in young people and support their learning, then definitely, like Michelle said, definitely go back and take a listen to it.
0: Yeah, and I think that episode honestly sets us up for a great segue into season three as we come off of talking about mentoring in everyday spaces at school, at work, in the community, et cetera. As we kick off this season and talk more about the work at the Mentoring Partnership, Ashley, I realized we haven't really taken time to do that as we were really focused on highlighting the importance of mentoring and the impact that it has overall for young people, taking a step back to talk about who we are and what we do and why. Really excited to not only level set and set the stage there, but to also engage some of our affiliate partners, which we'll talk more about what that is. But the mentoring partnership, in short, our mission is to advance mentoring in Western Pennsylvania and to ignite community involvement by strengthening programs. Um, I think which makes us unique, right, is our work is really centered around mentoring programs and youth-serving organizations so that ultimately, they have the tools and resources they need to empower all youth to succeed in life. As I was thinking back before coming to the mentoring partnership to work, I had no idea that the mentoring partnership existed. Have I been a mentor in the past, and in formal and an informal way? Sure, but I had no idea such an organization existed. And if I remember correctly, Ashley, I think your experience was a little different. Before working at TMP, you were a little familiar with the organization.
1: Yeah, I was. When I first moved to Pittsburgh, my first position was with AmeriCorps and we were working with young people and they hosted a mentoring partnership training. I think it was Mentoring 101 to kind of get us ready for working with young people and, you know, making sure that we were mentor-like, really like set us up for success and help the young people succeed as well. And so that was my first intro to the Mentoring Partnership. Like a couple of years later, I came in to interview for this job at the Mentoring Partnership and I think I interviewed with uh, you, Michelle, and Kristen, and you both were like, why do you look so familiar? And I was like, that's because (laughs) you've seen me before. I've been in many of your trainings. So, yeah, so I was pretty familiar with the mentoring partnership. Definitely learned a lot more as I've been working, and it's been great. So training is something that we're known for at the Mentoring Partnership. Mm, Yeah, I agree. It's a lot of people's first interactions with us, how they become introduced to us, and it's a big piece of our work. So those of you listening, you've probably heard us talk about that some in previous episodes, or maybe you've been to a Mentoring Partnership training, or you've heard about our trainings in the community. Maybe you've also heard that we're an intermediary organization, and also a national affiliate of Mentor, the National Mentoring Partnership. So what does this mean? This means that we're not a mentoring program. We're an intermediary agency, so we're not a program. We work to increase the quality and quantity of mentoring in the region by supporting mentoring programs. So we don't do the matching. um, We don't do recruitment, any of that. We're supporting the folks who do that. And then we also work with caring adults and young people themselves too in different ways. And so the support for these individuals can look like training for mentors and mentees. It can look like helping people find a mentor or mentee and doing referrals. And for mentoring programs, we offer training for mentors and also support programs through technical assistance.
0: You mentioned mentoring
1: one-on-one.
0: That's the training that every mentor should have before they're matched with a mentee. But all of our other training offerings that we deliver to programs and mentees, I would say a lot of that content has not only made me a better mentor, but a better parent. The mentoring partnership is part of this local network and this larger network, right, of the mentoring movement. So that's essentially where the affiliate part comes in. So some of those trainings are trainings that we developed here internally and are delivering based on the needs of our programs in our region. And because we're an affiliate of the National Mentoring Partnership, some of those that we were able to adopt through the larger collective and the work that we do with our affiliate partners throughout the United States. So we're the local expert and go-to resource on quality mentoring but to be in relation with our affiliate partners who are their local expert has made us all the movement has made us all the better for that by being in such a larger network we're all our own separate organizations we do things a little differently or our, our services differ slightly because of the regions that we serve and folks that we're working with but we're all committed to making mentoring more accessible, right? And increasing that quality and making sure programs have the capacity to support mentors and that mentors have an opportunity as well as mentee to be a part of quality mentoring relationships. So I'm thrilled to be able to share ideas and resources with our affiliates to create this larger collective ultimately to help ensure that we are working to close the mentoring gap and i think we've said this in previous episodes about one in 3 young people who want a mentor don't have access to a mentor so knowing that we're kind of champion this work locally but that there's a larger collective not to sound you know cheesy but is heartwarming that we're able to be a part of this very important work So one other thing I'll mention too, because we talked a lot about training, you mentioned about us being able to support programs through technical assistance. And really what that is, in in short, is capacity building. So because we are the local expert and go-to resource on quality mentoring, we can help support programs and making sure that they're implementing research-based practices to help ensure that their information and processes are grounded, right, in evidence. We provided, I think just last year, over 30 programs with over 700 hours of no cost support to help ensure that their work is grounded in research and in evidence to help ensure quality outcomes for their young people. So that research, you know, is one thing we want to spend some time this season talking about that really unites the larger collective, the affiliate network. Ashley, you want to talk about with that? Our hallmark pieces?
1: Yeah. So, the piece of research that we use most in our day to day and with technical assistance and all of the work that we do is the elements of effective practice for mentoring. And this is also called best practices for youth mentoring. And so, this is a list of evidence based standards for formal mentoring programs. And it covers things like safety and screening, um, it covers training. It talks about relationship closure, like at the end of a match or when a relationship is transitioning, um, maybe it's going to look a little different. So all of those things are covered and talked about under best practices. And the best practices create a kind of guideline for how to navigate each step of the mentoring relationship in a mentoring program. And so that's to help ensure that the mentoring that's happening is high quality and also that it's not causing any harm to young people. We know that all programs are different. So these best practices, like I said, they're a framework and like guidelines, and they're somewhat flexible to meet the needs of the different programs and the young people and the adults are involved because we know that mentoring doesn't look the same everywhere. It looks different in different spaces. While the best practices provide a guideline, they're flexible as well.
0: The EEP is what we call it in short. We have tons of acronyms in this work. Is the why behind our work, the why behind why the content that we cover in our trainings, the why behind how long our trainings are to adequately cover that content? It's the why behind how we support programs um, in delivering the technical assistance and supporting their needs, following those best practices. So it provides, as Ashley mentioned, that framework to help programs better ensure safety and quality for the young people that they're working with. It's a critical piece in our work that I offer a free session to those thinking about managing mentoring programs, whether it's in the community or with you know the school or out of school time, Whatever the case may be, we offer a free session every month, just educating people on a high overview of what those best practices are. So it is, again, the why behind what we do and wanting to help programs align those standards to their work in the way that fits their needs. And and Ashley mentioned like, because every program is unique, it really does serve as a, as a framework. It's not the end all be all to best practices. We work with a, a ton of programs in the region who are really doing some innovative things and in, in how they're serving young people. It's a great framework for helping to ensure that young people are safe and have access to quality mentoring opportunities. if you're listening in and you happen to be an individual who is thinking about, you know, mentorship and looking to create a mentoring program in your church or in the community, and you want to learn more about these best practices and with research and practices about how to best support young people through mentoring, I invite you to check out our website, you know, mentoringpittsburgh.org and look for uh, upcoming elements of effective practice Session so that you can join and learn more. We we welcome you to to pop in.
1: Yeah, and we'll also include the link to the Elements of Effective Practice in the show notes. If you're listening and you're just interested in like checking it out and see what it's about, um, we'll include that in the resources in the show notes as well.
2: Hello, I'm Bridget Wissinger from the Mentoring Partnership. Do you work or volunteer for a youth mentoring program? Are you ready to continue your mentoring program's commitment to quality mentoring? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then I have great news for you. The Mentoring Partnership offers support to programs just like yours through no-cost technical assistance. Through the National Mentoring Resource Center, the Mentoring Partnership is able to help support eligible youth mentoring programs build their capacity and improve the quality of mentoring to their young people at no cost. You might need support with training your mentors or your mentees. Maybe evaluation surveys could help you understand and demonstrate the impact you're having on young people, and you'd like help creating them. Or maybe you'd like to better understand the best practices of youth mentoring, according to evidence and research. We can help you with all of that. Just last year, we provided over 700 hours of no-cost support to programs just like yours. If you're interested in receiving technical assistance for your program, or you'd like to know more, please reach out. You can contact one of Mentor Chat's very own hosts, Ashley Wineland, at A-W-I-N-E-L-A-N-D at mentoringpittsburgh.org. Or find out more on our website at www.mentoringpittsburgh.org. You can search NMRC on our website. We hope to work with you soon. Thank you.
1: And so, to wrap up, in this episode, we wanted to kind of set the stage for the rest of the season because in this season, we'll be talking with other organizations in the network across the country. We'll discuss what they're doing in their community, as well as the work being done nationally. In those conversations, we'll be mentioning the elements of effective practice and best practices for youth mentoring. So we wanted to make sure that we explained what we mean by that and what that is before we start talking about it. We're really excited to be having these discussions and sharing them with you because we know that hearing about efforts in other places and like what's going on can help put the mentoring work in context and give you an idea of what we mean when we talk about the field of mentoring. So please join us for season three as we have conversations with our affiliate partners about what's happening in the mentoring movement today. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Stay
1: inspired. Stay inspired. Stay inspired. For this episode, Stay Inspired. We have a special message from David Shapiro, CEO of Mentor, the National Mentoring Partnership.
3: This is David Shapiro, the CEO of Mentor Nationally. I am so proud to be with our tremendous affiliate, the Mentoring Partnership Southwestern PA, for their stay-inspired portion of their mentor chat. I just feel uh, so proud of the work we are all doing together in the movement to call people to prioritize a relationship as a solution, as a strategy, as a basic need for all young people. It is so relevant to all that is needed right now, whether it's academic support, mental health support, a way to look at future pathways, uh, a way to think about our own connection to each other and our re-threading of community and our effort to transcend some of the divisiveness that's out there. It is more important than ever that we are called to each other, uh, that we are called to our collective responsibility for our young people, that we find time to invest in relationship, whether it be by volunteering, by donating, by advocating, and You still need a backbone organization and a leader in the movement who is leading and serving the field, and you have that there in Southwestern PA to rally you to the cause to make sure your investment of time and money is used well to help programs be as quality and effective as they can be, as united in fellowship uh, and in advocacy, building the field, building the movement until we meet the relationship needs of every young person so they can thrive and strive no matter the changing times and the twists and turns for that privilege to be walking along the journey alongside our young people and ultimately seeing the world through another person's eyes, which there can be nothing more elevating than. So I thank you. I thank our great affiliate for their leadership. I thank you for your engagement in the cause and the movement. And I look forward to the days ahead and uh, ensuring we're meeting our covenant with our young people. Thanks.
1: Mentor Chat is written, produced, and hosted by Michelle Thomas and Ashley Wineland with the Mentoring Partnership of Southwestern Pennsylvania. Our music is Cheery Monday by Kevin MacLeod. Special thank yous to Kristen Allen and the Mentoring Partnership team. Thank you to David Shapiro for this episode's stay inspired. For more information about us and mentoring, take a look at this episode's show notes and visit the Mentoring Partnership's website at www.mentoringpittsburgh.org.